It's Marcia Cork. You know I talk about having the confidence to rebrand and get visible on social media. Well, it's time for me to practice what I preach. Do me a favor before you start the show. Open Instagram and TikTok and follow me right now at It's Marcia Cork. You'll get additional tips you won't hear on the podcast, including a semi-weekly series I call You're Doing It Wrong. So follow me right now and meet me back here and let's start the show. Happy Monday, MCs. How was your weekend? Welcome back. It's funny because Mondays I love now. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things about Monday, you know, being back with you guys and actually doing the MC Mondays, answering your questions. So yeah, so how was your weekend? Have you all started getting social again? I was having some conversations this weekend about getting social, what it's like to be social. I haven't. I don't feel like I've done much of anything this summer, which is sad. What does social even look like? You know, that's that's the conversation. What does being social look like these days post-pandemic? What has changed for you and what you do? You know, your outings. Are you doing now what you did then, what you did before the pandemic? Would you say you do the same things with your spare time? You know, do you travel differently? I, I, I know I don't do any of the things that, that I used to do. I was having a conversation and just kind of going through a line list of places that I used to go that I know I haven't been to in, you know, two years or so. Yeah, I definitely don't, but I'm figuring it out. <laughs> figuring it out for sure. Yeah. But speaking of being back outside, <laughs> new bodies and new clothes and we back outside, I am working through also just getting to know this new version of myself or reinventing myself. Um, you know, I've put on some weight, you know, we all put on some pandemic pounds. I still haven't lost mine. I've been deciding what to do with my hair. A few years ago, I chopped it all off. You know, I did that big chop, was wearing it natural. And um, in fact, that's a lot of what you see on my social media profiles, if you're following me, is that that short look. So I'm in transition now, trying to maybe do an overhaul with social media. And, you know, so I, I got to think about these things. So this is what I'm working on. You see how change presents itself in so many different areas of our lives. And this is the kind of change that you really don't you know, you downplay it. This isn't, you don't think of this as major change because it's not job related. It's not, um, you know, related to your mental wellness or emotional wellness. And it, but, it, but it is, you don't realize it is. You don't realize that things like, you know, your clothes and your hair, they feel so insignificant, but they are such a big part of our identity. And I don't know, they, in a way, they kind of, you know, drive the moves I make. So Oh, that was a tangent, um, but <laughs> but um, yeah, interesting. This is this is something that I'm really thinking about more just in these moments of <laughs> starting this episode off and asking you about your weekends. So yeah, so yeah, I'm feeling like this summer is slipping by, but I need to get a hold of it because August is approaching, and there's something about August approaching that always you know makes me feel like 
summer is almost over. I'm trying to change that thinking. I think I've held on to it ever since I was a little girl. Um, you know, in elementary school, when we start talking about August, it's back to school shopping. Always think about the summer just slipping away when we start talking about August, right? You, you guys feel that way? I need to grab hold of it, get myself into something this summer. So if you are in the DC, Baltimore <laughs> metro area and you've got some ideas for me for what I should get into, send them my way, all right? And if you wanna do a little listener meetup, hey, I might even be persuaded to do that. <laughs> I'm serious. No, I really do need to get back in these streets. So in fact, it's funny, I was telling another friend yesterday um, that I think moving to the suburbs has something to do with it as well. It plays a big part in why I'm not social. I used to live in um, the heart of DC, really, like 10 minutes from being downtown. So anything my friends and I wanted to do, we could plan in a moment's notice, very spur of the moment. We could get, I could get anywhere very quickly. So it was hard to you know, talk myself out of not doing it, not being social. But now I am easily 45 minutes, 50 minutes away from downtown DC. So when I get home, or you know, just being home and, and thinking about activities and outings, and, and we say it's in DC, that's a hard sell. <laughs> it's a hard sell. When I think about having to drive the 45 minutes, then spend 45 minutes searching for parking, you know, I'm trying to look cute in my heels, then I gotta go up and down the stairs of the venue to you know, go and move my car every two hours. Just chow. It's just, it's, it's just too much for me to even think about. Sometimes me and my basement have gotten very acquainted with one another. My basement bar, I've gotten real comfortable there. Um, so yeah, I need to get out. I need to get fly again. I need to start taking some cute pictures so that I can start sharing those on social, social media, you know, step up my game and get more visible. Yes get more visible, hold myself accountable to getting more visible on social media and practicing what I preach, right? The same thing I practice, I mean, I'm sorry, the same thing I preach to you all about getting visible on social media. Yes, let's see if I can get cute and get social this summer. Back to the matter at hand, it is MC Mondays. So that is MC Q&A. So we are going to get into these questions. Got some great items to discuss this week. You know, I should point out, they are not all listener letters. I want to be clear on that because you remember in a previous um, episode, I mentioned that I've had all these questions that I've kind of been collecting over the past two years because I planned to use them for social media posts and I never quite got there. So the questions are all related, you know, to change, to communication, to conflict, um, to building confidence, public speaking, all the, all the things, all the things that we talk about on this show, but not necessarily from listeners. So this one, though, is a listener letter, <laughs> um, is a listener question. I just wanted to point that out very quickly because some of them will be listener questions, some of them won't. And as I dive into this question, I am going to call this listener freelance to FTE, or maybe just freelancer. That seems easier, right? <laughs> uh, so here's the question. I loved your question with the freelancer on episode 12 because I can so relate. 
I'm also a freelancer and constantly have to sell myself. I'm actually looking for full-time work now. I can't wait to hear part two of the Sell Yourself episode and to hear the advice you gave applied to the applied to the traditional job hunt. Okay. I've been freelancing with the company for six or so years, but I would like to ask them if they would be willing to bring me on full time. I asked them years ago and it's never been brought up again. Any suggestions for how I should broach that conversation? That is a great, great question. And I love this question because even I can relate to this. So all the contractors and the consultants out there, you have probably grappled with something similar, right? You have this client, you know, they're your golden goose, your bread and butter. Um, You've been working with them probably, you know, for years, but you don't want to rock the boat. So on one hand, you love the relationship that you've formed and you love the camaraderie. You are a part of the culture. You know, you've been welcomed in in so many ways, but never made full time. And for some people, that's great because you want to be self-employed. You want to have that flexibility. You want to have that autonomy. But that's not the case for everyone. You know, those people, they, they want that, that golden goose, that, uh, that client that just, you know, keeps them afloat. But for some, maybe the money is not great. Maybe you have this client and, you know, you've had this relationship for a long time, but you are still not secure in the amount of money that you make. And, you know, being a FTE, being a full-time employee just seems so much more appealing. So I've been there at times throughout, you know, my consulting journey. Um, So yes, I can definitely relate. And it's very hard to navigate in a number of different ways. We'll talk about those maybe on a later episode because I want to stay on track, (laughs) stay on topic right now. How would you broach the subject? And the key component in this, not wanting to rock the boat. At least it was for me. Very often when we have a good situation, we've got a a cushy situation, that golden goose, you don't want to ruffle feathers, right? You don't want to ruffle the goose's feathers. It's It's working for you. It's working for them. You've got money coming in. And sometimes to um, broach that conversation can soil the relationship. So one of the things to to consider here is, you know, how much does it mean to you? Does it feel like at this point you want more? Is the need for security, stability, a more consistent income? Does that, is that so important that it forces you to be uncomfortable enough to have this conversation or do you not care so much? If you don't care so much, then it probably is, you know, in your best interest to continue this relationship until the relationship no longer serves you, doesn't add any value anymore. So first and foremost, that's what you have to decide. What's more valuable to you? An opportunity to make more money, um, to provide more stability and security, or is preserving that relationship more important? Because you run the risk of um, starting this conversation, perhaps them 
being uncomfortable at telling you no, if there is no opportunity to bring you in house full time or lowballing you, because sometimes what can happen is when you go from a contractor, when you move to a full time opportunity, the salary is not quite what you're looking for because you, you know now you, they have to take into account being able to provide you with all the perks of being a, a full time employee that they really haven't had to you know have in their budget right now. So those are the things to consider. But your question is about how I should broach that conversation. So I'm going to answer this question through that lens. So this is going to be more of um, some guidance for navigating this difficult conversation. So I would start with the fact that you mentioned it to them a few years ago. So I would say, I wanted to bring this up again. A few years ago, we talked about the possibility of bringing me in full time or creating opportunities that I might be a good candidate for. So I wanted to circle back. Um, you know, no pressure, no expectations, but I just wanted to get back on your radar and, you know, maybe schedule some time to talk about what that might look like if there is a future opportunity. And that way, it lets them know that you're interested in having a discussion and that you're interested still in full-time opportunities. But it puts the ball in their court to schedule out time where you guys can have a good conversation, right? So you're not going to be passive with this approach. You are going to address the elephant in the room, which is your interests in a full-time opportunity and holding them accountable to circling back to the conversation that you started years ago and then never heard anything about. So that's how I would approach that conversation. And you mentioning that um, you don't want to ruffle any feathers. I only read a, a part of this, but ruffle, ruffle feathers is what is used in the full question. And um, that, that says a lot about the relationship that you have and the loyalty and wanting to preserve the relationship. Because the way that we move, the conversations we have, the conflict that we want to address or avoid, is always due to some type of interdependence or loyalty in a relationship. Maybe even codependency in this example, because for years you've both relied on each other. This relationship has been mutually beneficial. You've had a steady stream of income and they've had reliable service at a rate that they've been happy with for all this time. So now that I'm thinking through that codependency, I wanna say I'm happy for you and applauding you because it sounds like you both have been passive with this conflict for years, but that you're finally ready to take an active approach. For clarity guys, there's four ways that we typically deal with conflict we exit the situation or we neglect it altogether, you know, pretending there's no strife, um, that there's no conflict, which is what you seem to have done for all these years, because it sounds like you really have wanted to be brought on full time. So, or we actively address it. 
But when we do that, sometimes we approach it from a loyalty approach, which means we're probably we're probably going to compromise in some way that really doesn't serve us well, but it preserves the relationship. So being loyal is an active response, but it's actually destructive. So really weigh what this loyalty really costs you. Ideally, you'd both be active and constructive. You'd both agree to you know, set aside this time, voice exactly what you both need without compromising, you know? Because compromise is a win-lose situation. You want more of a consensus because that's a win-win. But realize that by taking that approach, you know, feelings do get hurt, relationships may be fractured, but it's worth the risk because continuing to neglect it is really hurting you. So while I said you should approach this, you know, broach that conversation casually, tell them that you have no expectations. My wish for you is that you'll be ready to actually set some expectations when they do circle back. So good luck freelance. And I would love to get an update on how this conversation goes. All right, so let's go on to another question. So this question is a little different. This one is more of a comment than a question, but I think a lot of my listeners will be able to relate. This comment actually came from a friend of mine who listens to the show. She performs regularly and she said that people are always surprised that she's so nervous speaking in public because she sings so often and she sings with such confidence. So this comment speaks to a couple of things that I've said both here on the show and in social media recently. And that's the point that I make that, you know, athletes and artists, people who perform and compete regularly still get butterflies, but channel them differently. Um, they look at these as, you know, getting pumped, getting hyped, having the adrenaline rush that you need, the energy you need to execute, to fight. You know, I mentioned fight or flight mode. So yes, they still get these butterflies, but I also mentioned that it can be more frightening to speak to people than you that you know. That was episode 11, by the way, the part of the episode when we discuss when will I stop being afraid? So it was that conversation, but then there was also something else that I said recently on social media, I believe maybe responding to a comment to one of my posts where I mentioned that um, it can be more frightening speaking to people that you know or in small intimate groups where you're more up close and personal with people than to perform in large crowds. Um, where there's not as much direct eye contact or, um, you know, feedback from the audience that you can hear. Um, so yeah, it can be, it can be more frightening sometimes to, to speak, um, yes, to speak to people that you know, uh, perform in front of people that you know in smaller intimate settings than in larger crowds. Or it can be easier to perform because performances are typically less intimate um, and are comprised of um, probably more strangers. You know, the ratio of strangers to people you know is, is 
is different. That the, there are a couple of things at play in here that I think make this a good discussion to have today because so many of us will be able to relate to a number of different things. It actually has a lot to do with the points I made in question number one. The interdependence in relationships, that interdependence, you wanna preserve it in some relationships and a sense of loyalty in the way that you present yourself in awkward situations. This is conflict really and conflict resolution 101. Yeah, our response to conflict and uncomfortable situations you know, do we choose active, constructive responses or do we choose passive, deconstructive responses? Okay, so if we're looking at this as the same type of discord or cognitive dissonance that you experience in having a difficult conversation, you know, putting yourself in um, having to navigate this, this difficult scenario. So to this comment, I wouldn't say that there is a tip or a suggestion that's any different from the conversations we've already had about accepting the fear uh, for what it is and pushing through it and you know pushing through in spite of it. But there is a great quote that I love with regard to fear. And it's to look at those things we've talked about, you know, the butterflies, the rapid breathing, the sweat, and how I've already shared that we get those same symptoms, those same feelings, whether we are um, fighting or fleeing, you can look at this acronym the same way, F-E-A-R. You can face everything and rise, or you can forget everything and run. There's also another saying, and I'll paraphrase this one. The gist of the comment is that there's no person more dangerous than a person who believes they have nothing to lose. Because when you have nothing to lose, there's nothing stopping you basically from, you know, doing the most <laughs> in a nutshell. So from being aggressive in your pursuit to accomplish what you set out to accomplish, you know, you do that when there's nothing to lose because there's no risk. So there's nothing at stake. Right. But when there is something at, at stake, whether that's pride, that's credibility or, you know, a tarnished reputation or hurting a relationship, breaking or threatening this sense of loyalty or interdependence you have with this audience, you know, people whose opinions you care about. The judgment, the rejection, the disapproval, again, from the, from the people whose opinions you care about, when that's there, we move differently. We move safely or we don't move at all. So these two, you know, this question, this comment, totally related, but at their core, same thing. So I think. These were great for MC Monday and starting off our week with some reflection, you know, some things to think about, some things we want to work on this week. Yeah. So why don't we close out then with our Monday motivation? I told you I was going to start doing this segment, having my mom record 
So this is actually having her do something that makes her uncomfortable as well. So again, we are all rubbing off on each other, holding each other accountable, supporting each other through change, hardship, things we need to navigate because my mother is going to be recording these every week and she wants to work on her public speaking. So we are going to see her progress week by week, right? So let's encourage her and give her some love as she shares her motherly motivation, Monday motivation with you. Inch by inch, step by step, you see it. It's so close. You already know you have what it takes. People tell you this all the time. That small inner voice is telling you, go for it. You've got this. Dig those heels in deeper. You're rocking this. Your dream is coming to fruition. Oh, trust and see. That's Monday Motivation with Mama Gar. Yay! <laughs> and that's it for our MC Mondays and our MC Q&A. Everybody have a great week. And of course, I cannot wait to talk to you again on Friday. Bye-bye.